You need to, to be, be better. better. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm here today to do a recap of season one. Please welcome my guest for this special episode, Anna. Hi guys. I really don't know how to present myself, so I'm just gonna be like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because Anna joined the fandom really late. Really late. <laughs> <laughs> I think season five was already out when I started watching. Yeah, but you got into a deep level of commitment really soon. <laughs> I mean, because it is the best show out there, so yeah, it's kind of difficult to not get eaten by it <laughs> somehow. Yeah. It's just. I just can't stop watching it and going to this crazy dives within the content. Because basically, we've been talking for, I don't know... Three hours? Yeah. <laughs> and we were just like, let's turn the mic on then. <laughs> you know, something's going to come out of it. So. Yeah, so let me explain what, where this is going. Our first thought was to make a mock trial about Bojack's actions during first season. So we went through all of the episodes and we analyzed his actions solely and we put this in two boxes like the, the box of good stuff that he did and the box of bad stuff so when we reached episode 12 we realized that the mm, box not of... a lot of good stuff <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah the box of good stuff was kind of empty <laughs> and the box of bad stuff was like overflowing. overflowing with stuff so we stopped to analyze that and try to understand why that was happening and then i guess we reached a point when we discovered that you cannot analyze only bojack you have to look at the bigger picture realizing the kind of relation that he does with all of the characters so anna was telling me how he sees his relationship and even how he replicates his behavior with many other characters. And I mean, I think there should be a disclaimer that we obviously know that things are not that simple, like good versus bad. Mm -hmm. But even in a, I don't know, a more raw way to look at it, his actions end up being a little bit shitty because of how afraid he is. We were talking about what the closer says in season three. He kind of tries to create situations in which people were gonna diss him anyway, because He's afraid that even if he acts as his best self, people are still gonna leave him or something like that, or treat him like shit, because that's like the only kind of relationship that he knows from his family. I think in his building years, people were always telling him that, yeah, you're not gonna have anyone ever, so just freaking get used to it. So he tries to keep people at arm's length. But the problem is the moment that he gets that, he just shuts them down like we saw him doing that with Todd and it's amazing the connection you did with how Bojack manages to ruin Todd's rock opera just to keep him close but in the next episode we see him ignoring Todd completely yes, once he, he goes to jail he doesn't so, even realize Todd went to jail like it doesn't even miss him it's just why did he fight so hard to keep him there if he's not even gonna notice when he's gone and I'm not really sure how to put it into words because it's so complex to me but I feel that Todd is kind of the closest thing that Bojack has to a friend and still Bojack has never been a friend to him 
of course he lets him live in his house but because of that he still think that Todd owes him something somehow mm -hmm. so he's always rubbing it in his face you know like oh if we're gonna leave him clean your shit I don't think that Bojack has ever understood the concept of actually being close to people so when you say that when people get close to him he ruins it anyway it's because he really doesn't understand what being close means this is why he thinks he falls in love with everyone he thinks he's in love with diane because she's just there writing his book he thinks he's in love with princess carolyn because they have a manager not manager yet <laughs> an agent customer relationship and then he thinks he's in love with naomi watts he thinks he's in love with charla yeah. <laughs> and that's because he doesn't he really doesn't understand like relationships as a whole and i don't think that's his fault necessarily we know that by now because you know he's been through a lot of shit and a lot of abuse but the way that he doesn't care about people that he thinks he loves is just unbelievable to me like how can you think that you love someone and then you just like turn your back on them and then you just like throw them out of a car like it doesn't scale in like what the hell you know and for me that's why i think we're missing some part of bojack's life that maybe is gonna try to explain that that is his teenage mm -hmm. years because we only saw his childhood and then it jumps to a young adult point of life when the first thing we see is fame so fame can get in, yes. in the middle of a lot of complications among the relationship so maybe he was friends with her but in the moment when her became his boss everything fell apart yes yes that, that happens so maybe That's if we understand how was bojack once he left his family home which is it was fucked up, we know that already. But we, we saw a glimpse of him in school being mocked, but he didn't have any friends in school, like one misfit friend to help him navigate problems of high school. For me, it's still missing this piece to understand why he cannot build trustworthy relationships. Yeah, but I don't know if he like shut himself down, maybe, and... He just spent his teenage years being like a misfit, like you said, just being by himself until he finally randomly met someone who could help him achieve the fame that he wanted. Because whatever he was when he was a teenager was established when he was a child. And it's still who he is as a like, middle-aged adult. Although I agree with you that maybe there's something that we need to see there, I don't think that changes anything. You know doesn't I mean? justify his yeah. behavior but maybe it can help us understand it's almost like he's missing something in his brain that doesn't make him function normally yeah i think it's just the walls that he built you know yeah. he just spent so long hearing people and by people i mean his parents mm -hmm. tell him that you're broken you don't have anyone you never have anyone you're all by yourself so i think he tries to maintain this can I call this a status quo? Just to use a fancy yeah. expression. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he tries to maintain that. Like, okay, so it's if I'm gonna be alone forever, it's gonna be on my terms. I'm not gonna have anyone become close to me and then just watch him go away. So I don't know, because just like what happens with Todd, it's gonna be painful to him to see Todd function by himself. So he just ruins his life. And then that's it. Like literally, this is all that he wanted to do. 
and then the next day he doesn't even realize Todd's gone, he doesn't care because he just wanted to do things on his own terms because if Todd got famous and went away like he wouldn't be in control anymore because everything in Bojack's life is about control and especially when you think of fame and yeah. media relations like he wants to control his image over Diane's book Yeah, he wants to control everything. Like on, on episode two, everybody told him, don't freaking call the network. And then he took the phone and he was like, oh yeah, because I took the muffins and I had the muffins. Like, dude, you know, knowing to just let things roll. <laughs> yeah, I think he's obsessed about that. And again, what he did to Princess Carolyn, I think on episode six or seven, just does everything in his power to convince her that they should be together. And when he finally breaks her walls and she agrees, he just like leaves her hanging and freaking drives away. I don't know, somehow he just wanted to prove that he could achieve whatever he wanted. Like, I want you, Princess Carolyn, I love you, I've always have. So yeah, let's go get gelato or whatever. And when she finally goes and says, okay, yes, let's do it. He's like, ah, oh, no, that's okay. Just got a call, it's not gonna happen. So again, he's not gonna get close to her. Like he's not gonna get close to anything, but he lets himself believe that's his decision. Mm -hmm. Oh, today it's because I got a phone call. Tomorrow it's gonna be because I'm not happy with the secretary movie. Three years from now, it's gonna be because I don't know. I have a daughter, and then it turns out not to be his I mean, nobody's gonna listen to this before they see the whole show, right? Because I'm just giving so many spoilers. I don't think so, no, no, no. If But you yeah. haven't finished season five, please uh, stop listening. Go watch the show first. I don't know, I, that's what I think it is. You know, that he, he just tries to get excuses for that. And yeah, most of know. these excuses are from his low self-esteem, right? Because He is very much triggered, especially in this season, about comments that people make about him. Mm -hmm. His body, his celebrity status, like mm -hmm. he cannot be a sub-celebrity, he has to be the big celebrity. So mm -hmm. each time someone touches one of these self-esteem points that are still things that can make him feel bad about himself, I don't know, maybe some things that he doesn't have fully solved inside of his head, he just freaks out, he explodes and he makes terrible decisions based on that. Like the whole thing with the Navy SEAL in episode two starts because the guy calls him a sub-celebrity. He doesn't recognize him in the supermarket, so mm -hmm. he decided to buy those muffins just because he wants to prove him a point. That's not gonna make him know who you are, Bojack, but... It's gonna prove that he has some sort of status that he can use that. And it's really weird because he does have a very low self-esteem, like we know that he explodes with Pam, with the Navy SEAL, and even with Diane and the crew of the movie when they read the chapters that she leaked to BuzzFeed. But at the same time, I think he has a sort of superiority complex. He knows that he's only human, but he tries to convince himself that he's better than other people just so that he can solve this low self-esteem issue that he has but doesn't know that he does. So he starts <laughs> asking people like, am I fat? Am I ugly? Am I old? But like, he knows that. Those are bad things, but like, that. I mean, he knows that. And then he just tries to get laid to prove that he isn't, but deep inside he knows. 
Like when he says, oh, okay, so I, I'm gonna write this book because I can't, because this is easy, and you know, I'm better than whoever, I can write a freaking book. He knows that he can't write a book. <laughs> like, he knows that. And even so, he thinks that he's entitled to, I don't know, humiliate Diane and be like, oh, you're fired, or do better, start over, or whatever. So, it's weird, because his low self-esteem takes him to a place where he thinks he's better than other people, but this is maybe just a mask that he puts so that he doesn't have to face the fact that he has low self-esteem. He, he fights the low self-esteem with anger issues and he seeks for validation against the low self-esteem from other people, like from sex or from fame alcohol. or alcohol yeah, or yeah. anything. So instead of realizing the, the stuff that makes him feel bad about himself, and fix that because it takes a lot of effort and work to fix those things like he has to run he has to yeah, start running yeah, yeah. To, in order to lose weight for the secretariat role but that sucks of course it sucks it's way better to call someone and say hey do i look good today yeah or hey do you want to have sex and problem solve in the easy fast way so that's the problem with bojack i guess he's always trying to seek for the fast way to solve his problems like almost magically mostly because of the tv shows that he watched when he was younger and it's great when yeah. he mentions that in future because all yeah. he learned he learned from tv and when you watch so many episodes that get magically solved in 30 minutes you keep waiting for your life to be solved like that like you expect for the final turn like there's one thing that's gonna make everything better oh okay so if this book gets published my life's gonna turn and then it doesn't oh so if i get this award my life's gonna turn and then it doesn't oh if i do this movie then my life's gonna turn and then it doesn't so yeah i think he's always waiting for that magical fix that's never gonna come because this is real people life so that is two things for bojack he doesn't know how relationships function yeah he doesn't know the concept of things and he doesn't know how life works he doesn't know how happiness works he has this tv idea or maybe this fictionalized idea of happiness that's waiting for you right around the corner and then if you're always looking for that you're gonna be incapable of recognizing small happy moments or small nice moments Everyone, I think especially in the first season, everyone has nice moments. They're not necessarily happy. Like, you don't look at Todd and say, oh, there's a happy... I mean, you do. In the first season, <laughs> you do. But, I mean, he's been through shit, you know, in the pilot. But he's happy when he's showing his rock opera to others. He's happy when he gets the validation of Quentin Trentolino. But, you know, he has this, you know, small happy moments. He talks to Vincent and he's like, oh, this guy's cool. So he's capable of enjoying little things. As is Princess Carolyn. She goes through a lot of shit as well. Not as much in season one as, you know, the other seasons. Yeah. But she has happy moments. Like when she's with Vincent, things are fine. I think before the gelato things happen, she <laughs> she's okay. always like kind of, yeah. Same goes to Diane. But Bojack, he's never... 
relaxed mm -hmm. in any way because he's always waiting for a huge break which is really weird because we haven't seen him in the horse and around years only those little flashbacks but if I have to bet I'm gonna say even then when he was huge he was not happy no. he was still waiting for something else so he's incapable of just like living and this is why he needs so many different things like he needs women he needs sex he needs alcohol he needs validation from others he needs to feel like he's different okay so i'm bojack i'm not gonna go through airport security because i'm bojack i believe and i hope that i don't sound too narcissist saying that but i believe everybody goes through life thinking that you are the main character of your own life like you mm -hmm. everything revolves around you yes. so that's fine okay that's not a problem but the problem with bojack is that he takes that to an extreme level he's not the main center of his life he expects other people to see him as, as the main yes. character and treat him differently every time like the airport security is <laughs> yes. an amazing example and i think it's cute that he worships that in Diane later, he says, oh, you're always ready to go places and you're always organizing stuff. And maybe he wanted to be that way, but he just cannot go through the whole experience. You know, when you go to theater and you see those bright lights and everything is so bright and intense, it's almost like he has this spotlight turn on, on onto his face all the time. He's and that keeps him from seeing other people. Yes. Like he's blinded by the light. Oh, that's poetic. That is. Yeah. But we were talking before about how Diane breaks some part of that behavior on him. Like we saw him doing bad things with Todd and Princess Caroline and he doesn't even care about Mr. Peter Butter. So that yeah. indifference is always all of the bad things that he currently do but when he goes to diane he almost lowers his walls it's almost like the okay we're using the light metaphor he's dimming the light a little bit lower so he can see a bit of her and maybe a bit of himself too yes i think especially when he becomes aware that her home life is not that great either and she's already someone that he kind of identifies with a little bit. And then when he finds this one more thing that they have in common, he opens himself more. And maybe this is why he writes her the letter. Because that episode is basically on why it sucks for her that she has to take care of her dad's funeral because her dad was a piece of shit. So I think Bojack knows what that is. I mean, so maybe this is why he writes her the letter to make her feel better. And I think this is the first really selfless thing that he does. It's pretty much the only thing that we were able to find during the season that he does. Yes. Without any expectation. But even that is controversial because two episodes later, he kisses her like she owes him yeah. anything so even that one good thing that he does and we all appreciate and thought it was a very cute moment between those two led to something yeah, yeah. that i still cannot understand yeah me neither and i think it's once again like he was feeling really shitty because he went to her with the expectation that herb would clear his conscience before passing away so he went there to ask for forgiveness 
But in all truthfulness, I don't even think that he knew what he was asking for forgiveness for. Because, you know, when Herb says, you are shitty with me, he's all like, oh, it's not my fault that you lost your job. So he doesn't even understand that what Herb was hurt about was the fact that he didn't call him after. He didn't freaking care about the as job. As a friend, not as yeah. an employee. So he goes there and he's like, uh, okay, so I'm sorry. And Herb's like, yeah, I heard you, but I'm not gonna forgive you. It's yeah. like, it's my choice. <laughs> so he's feeling shitty because he thought that simply saying I'm sorry was enough to just clear the light and slay. I think it's great when Bojack says, I don't know what Vera came here for, and Herb answers, yeah, mm -hmm. you do. Yeah, because so. Herb knows him really well. Really well, and he knows that yeah. Bojack is filled on validation. Yes. He needs that to work properly. So he knows that Bojack went there to seek validation before Herb could die. Yeah, um, and if he didn't get him from Herb, so it was the next logical step to try to sleep with someone, and the person who was the closest at that time was Diane, who he already thought that he had feelings for, which I don't doubt, I just think they're misplaced and misunderstood by him, but like, okay, so yeah, she's here, I need something to make me feel better. And no, it's not someone, it's something. It's anything. <laughs> and it's something to make me feel... So he just kisses her with no regards to how she was gonna feel about it, which is super shitty. And maybe, and this is why we kind of started talking about this moment, it is because he thought, well, you know, I wrote you a nice letter when you were feeling down. The least you can do for me is make out with me because now <laughs> I am feeling down. I don't know, maybe I'm being too harsh. But I keep thinking that if Bojack had thought for three more seconds about this, they were kissed and maybe have sex, and then what? Would ruin anything just to feel better in the morning after he fucked up everything with her? Yeah. So, let me see if we can do the whole chronology of the things. He starts trying to write his book, and then he gets in a fight with the Navy SEAL. Yes. And then Sarah Lynn shows oh, up. Oh shit. And I that is... I can't even talk about that, because I feel like I'm gonna be too... People are not gonna like it. <laughs> They're gonna think I'm a Diane on that one. But so. I, I guess people agree that that is the shittiest thing that he did the shittiest thing that how can he oh my god i mean he entered a sexual relationship to someone who was like desperately needing help and on top of that is someone that he knew as a child and there's like i don't know a 30 years gap between them that sucks yeah you cannot look only at the fact that oh she's a 30 year woman she knows what she's doing uh, no she doesn't <laughs> not in the, the state She's that she is, place. because, I mean, first he enabled her to get to a point where she wouldn't have control over her actions, to only then, can I say the F word? Yeah, I just... <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> and that's awful. It is. Awful. Todd, who's up until this moment, we think he's just a clueless person, even he knows this is super wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like, guys, you I don't do that. Yeah, that that <laughs> doesn't sound right. And I mean, over this episode, everybody told him, dude, look what you're doing. You know, this girl needs help. She doesn't need anyone enabling her. You knew her as a child, so you're kind of a father figure to her. So there's that. And then he ruins Todd's rock opera, and then he 
just completely ignores Todd when he's in prison because he's traveling with Diane and then he is nice to her and then he gets to this extreme point of being nice to Diane because he fell in love with her so he decided to steal the D because of her and of course that ends bad but yeah I kind of side with Princess Carolyn on that he falls in love with her but with huge air quotes because I don't really think that he does love her at this point I do think he develops shit for her later when he steals the D it's just him once again looking for validation and being all like oh you know what I can be way better than Mr. Pinnabur just look it is an extreme point of being nice to her but at what cost because like once again he thinks that if he does something that's good enough she's gonna owe him being with him or kiss him back or whatever so if the letter wasn't enough let me just grab this huge which is which is where we're talking that it's just a male thing mr peanut butter got her a d pendant and he went for the bigger d because i'm d <laughs> because that's what guys do sorry guys yeah, but my, yeah my d mine is, is bigger, bigger. <laughs> yeah so it's funny to see that happening and then Bojack moves his attention to Princess Caroline, so he fires her to fall in love with her because he thinks that's the nicest thing that he could do. Then he ruins her by making she thinks that he is in love with her. And then once things got ruined with her, he goes for Diane. And once Diane turns him down, he still keeps trying to ruin yeah, her wedding. Yeah, she, yeah, and once again, he goes through weirdly extreme lengths to do that. Like he hires someone to literally rob a bank. <laughs> Not someone, he hires a team character, Margot Martindale, <laughs> to perform an act. Once again, oh, right? Like he's freaking ruining her life. And then, and then after that, when he starts doing it with Naomi Watts, because she was just there. He also kind of thinks that he's in love with her. And I think this episode is for the first time someone looks at him and says, dude, you're not getting it. I don't like you. I actually think you're kind of gross. I think that thought is always in the back of his head, but to listen to someone actually say that to him is like, Naomi, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I think this kind of deepens the cut that he gets from people making fun of him because of the book. Yeah, once Naomi turns him down, he actually goes back to Sarah Lynn. After he fails to write the book, he realizes that, okay, maybe Diane was right at the beginning when she wrote yeah. all that stuff about me yeah. and when she saw the real me that is pretty shitty, maybe she's right, so But only publish. because he failed, it sucks as well. Because he still thought that he could do whatever, because he was better than everyone and everything. So yeah, I'm gonna write a book, and then he just writes gibberish. And when he learns that, he's on a kind of on an emotional hangover at the time when he hears that the book that he tried to write was shitty. So he goes back to Diane, and he's all like, "Hey, can you please pay me a compliment? Because I'm feeling really shitty right now." Yeah, because seriously, that's all he does. He doesn't go to the convention and apologizes for the way he treated her at the roof. Not at all. No, he's just like, hey, can you tell me that I'm good? Can you tell me that it's not too late for me? Like, that's not her responsibility, you know? Just get your issues, go to therapy for crying out loud. <laughs> 
and then she doesn't say anything because she doesn't have to because like what the hell do you want me to say you know just be better which is what todd tells him <laughs> you need to, to be, be better, better. <laughs> yeah it's really hard the answer is everywhere around him people were telling him that from the beginning but he just fails to listen or to pay attention or to process that kind of information it's really easy for us to say that because we're watching it from the outside because I know how painful it is to reckon that, you know, you need to fix many things about yourself. It is a painful process and I think we're gonna see that through the show because after all, spoiler, at the end he does go to rehab. I don't know how long he stays there, I don't know if it works at all, but he does reach a point where he understands that he needs to work on himself. I mean, even if we hadn't seen it all the way through the last season, we would be in a comfortable position just looking at him and be all judgy and like, oh, hey, be better. Because, I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. But I still think that he is a little worse uh, somehow because he always thinks that shit doesn't apply to him. Like, I'm a celebrity. I don't need to work through my shit. I just need you to tell me that it's okay that I'm doing all this horrible stuff. Because I'm a celeb, why wouldn't you tell me that it's okay? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he's always like asking Naomi Watts and Todd and you know later on Vanda and Anna and Herb and Charlotte and even Sarah Lynn. Hi, hey, can you tell me that I'm not doomed? I mean, do something so that you don't have to feel doomed. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's terrible that he's a celebrity, he's a man, he's yeah. rich, yeah. so he can get a pass on many of the shitty things that he did, so maybe that's just how he knows life, he doesn't know any other thing, like if he faced consequences in other situations, maybe things would be different, but he just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Everything comes so easily, so why work hard to get stuff? I guess it's a really good thing that he's seeking help, and this time professional help, not some audiobook to guide him through the things that he needs to fix. And maybe we're gonna see some suffering, but maybe we're also gonna see some progress. Can I get into that a little bit? Sure. I remember you were doing a live at some point. I don't remember what was it. I think it was the awards thing. And we were talking about what season six would look like. And I said that he wouldn't go past step nine, which is when you kind of have to look at your shortcomings, kind of make a list of your shortcomings in order to know what you have to make up for, what you have to make amends for. And this is the step that breaks people every single time. And if you think about it, like we see Sarah Lynn on the third season, that the 11th episode, trying to make amends. And when she's trying to make amends, she has already fallen off the wagon because probably she didn't take it very well to look within herself and think about what it was that she needed to make amends for. I think statistically, people tend to find this the hardest part of recovery and i think bojack as he is he's gonna have a lot of trouble with that because he's gonna have to face the fact that he is flawed in so many ways 
And this is even before he starts to apologize, and like it's something that he has to come with terms himself before he goes to other people and say like, hey, sorry about that, that, this or that. So I do not think that he's gonna go past that. This is the only reason why I think it's probably gonna be on rehab for like five minutes <laughs> on the first episode, because this is literally the hardest step for anyone But if you see how Bojack's character is built throughout the show, and we are right now with this recap, and I know that many people out there also have watched the entire show like a hundred times, I don't know what's gonna happen, I don't know if he's gonna fall off the wagon, I don't know if he's gonna just... I really don't know, I don't want to go to dark places. <laughs> But that's gonna be tough. And right now, when we have in mind that we're waiting to see what's gonna happen to him in rehab and we're re-watching the TV show with those eyes, it's kind of scary a little bit, I think. When I re-watch the whole thing in a batch like this, like looking at the main outlines, it seems kind of logical to me that this is the end of the show. Yeah. He does shitty things, he tries but not so hard and then he goes for his roots and then he falls and goes to the darkest place that he could ever go and then there's help or maybe there's death i don't know some yeah. people think that he's gonna die i, I mean I it, it would be simple. amazing if there was a happy ending i don't know if there's but do you think that people that, that go through rehab they can be happy after that or they can live just do better okay so the thing is when you go through the rehab process you don't get rid of your addiction because this is something that you're gonna have for the rest of your life so rehab basically is a way for you to understand what leads you to the places that the addiction takes you and how you can avoid those and how you can understand yourself and your emotional state so that when there's even the slightest sign that something might trigger you, you know what you have to do. Go to a meeting or paint or write or whatever. But I think that if you go through rehab successfully, you understand that even if you're not happy in the sense of a book or a movie or a TV show, you know what you are and what your place in the world is and how you can live your best life without falling into old habits. I don't know if people listening to this is gonna be like, his this girl? <laughs> I have pretty close relationships to people who are addicts and I know enough people and I've seen enough shit and I went through enough shit to kinda know what I'm talking about, kinda. Yeah, I guess we have to have like another conversation close to season five to talk more about rehab because I think that's... Can I come back? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty interesting what you said about understanding how do you work like that when you feel like you need something. And yeah. I guess that's the main point with Bojack because I was thinking that maybe he's not addicted. Maybe that's stupid what I'm gonna say, but maybe he's not addicted to alcohol or pills or something, but he lacks something else. We were saying validation, but mm -hmm. maybe it's just love, you know, something that he didn't get from his family and that he keeps looking in a form that he doesn't know because he never had that. So how can you know what is a loving relationship when you never had that? 
So he keeps looking for that. And sometimes that presents in a form of casual sex. Sometimes that presents in a form of pills. <laughs> yeah. So it all comes to understand why does he function like that and why is he always looking for something like that. So yeah, I'm really interesting to see if he can understand that because there are some things about myself that I don't understand quite well. Why do we never get satisfied in life? So is it okay to be constantly looking for the thing that will make you happier than you are now? Or is that some condition? I think this is a human thing, but I think the main point is there's not one thing. And happiness is not... Oh my God, I feel like a super philosopher. <laughs> but like happiness is not like a point in a timeline. You know what I mean? It's not like you're gonna reach that. Because if you were, it would suck balls. Because what then? What next? What so, like, next? you would have to die right after you reached whatever it is that you wanted. <laughs> so, the problem is to think that there's one thing that's gonna magically solve all your problems. I think if you understand that, you're three fourths and a half, <laughs> I don't know what fraction that is, to, you know, being okay with life. You know, being okay, having happy moments, having shitty moments, but that's life, you know, everybody has those. But learning how to deal with those without hurting yourself, literally or figuratively. If we were to, I don't know if it's possible to do that, but sum it up season one in one sentence, because one word is going to be impossible, what would you say? I don't think that we can be objective with summarizing the first season because we already know too much everything else. <laughs> yeah. Because if you say, oh, he's actively looking for a prize, air quotes, prize, we know that he just keeps doing that throughout the whole series. Mm. I think season one is basically for us to understand where each of the characters stand. It's a nice setup. It is. It's not just that, it's almost like a good comprehension of human relations. Yes. Because all of them are connected. You told me that. You cannot analyze Bojack without understanding the effect that he has on the people around him or the way people around him affect him. Yes. So they're all connected somehow. Yes. And I think it's nice because we do know that maybe that last shot of him holding the Golden Globe at Griff is like him realizing that, well, okay, so a prize is not gonna make me happy, so maybe I have to do something to help myself achieve whatever it is that I want. And it's super interesting because at this point we know that on season two, he takes up running, which is an awesome metaphor, but it's like also him Of course, he has to lose weight for the movie, but it's also like him actively doing something that might help him get what he wants. He's just not like waiting for people to validate him. I think it's super interesting that it ends with him holding the Golden Globe in the world. I got this, so... Yeah, and it didn't and help, so... Nothing changed. So yeah. maybe I need to do something? I wonder if... God, don't hate me for that, but I wonder if the show never got renewed. And we just had I that ending. I would die. I mean, just that ending. Or for us I mean, to keep I would, thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. I think we would just get on with our lives because we would know <laughs> what we would have missed. 
Yeah. I can't even phrase that. You know what I mean? Because like we wouldn't know season two, three, four, five. So we'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's a good show. It's a good clip. One season show. Yeah, but oh my god, thank god there were five, and I hope season six is not the last one. Unless it has to be. I don't want a thousand filler seasons. Oh no, no. I don't want to be the kind president liking around. It was all a dream sequence. So, yeah, this was great. I can't wait to do a recap of season two because you can understand much more. I'm always looking at them individually to look for the hidden jokes but when you stop and look at the whole picture it's there it, it messes with your head <laughs> thank you anna for chatting with me Sorry, i hope I to see so you much. no and <laughs> i hope to see you again on season two yay oh yeah and share your thoughts with us we're always glad to discuss and see other points of view that's the most interesting part everybody who watches bojack sees it differently so yes. yeah come talk to us Bye. Bye.